welcome to Patriotic Preachers Podcast, the show that looks at American politics through the lens of a patriot and the light of God's Word. Join us tonight for another episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Patriotic Preachers Podcast. I'm Michael Farr. As always, with me, Cody Arbor. I'm going to stay in that voice for this entire episode. There you go. And Derek Farr. So what? Crunching on a payday. And also, a special guest with us this time. Hopefully we'll have him for a couple more episodes tonight before we before he leaves. Brother TJ Cochran, good to have him tonight. Man, it's really good to be here. Is he special? No. Well, his wife might say so. Okay. I think I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, I'll hope she will tell you. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, <David. laughs> Good to be with y'all again. I uh, hope everyone's doing well. Mon- if it's a morning, evening, whenever you listen to podcasts, we appreciate you for listening. Please, uh, by way of some business, before we get into the show, um, we have a Facebook page, Patriotic Preachers. Find us on Facebook, like the page, share it with your friends. Also, uh, send us an email, patrioticpreachers at gmail.com. As of two weeks ago, I believe, we are now on Apple Podcasts. The crowd goes wild. It took me all of a day and a half to do what our lovely people who help us with the... uh, our get out, get the podcast out there. Anchor could not do for a year, uh, but I did it in a day and a half because just you, that good. You, you never heard the song "The Anchor Holds." Anchor holds. They don't do anything fast. Right, right. It's almost like those. Excuse me, Charlie. Let me put you on hold. This is the anchor. We're you know those you those people who get those tattoos that say "Never Sink," but it'd be an anchor. Yeah, it's crazy. They sink. Doesn't make any That's sense. They could literally for. get a tattoo of anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. A golf ball. Styrofoam. A pe- a packaging peanut. Feather. Right. No regrets. Never seen. But they're picking. No, no regrets. They're picking anchor. <laughs> no regrets. You see this? No regrets. <laughs> you know what this You know what this tattoo says right here? Make reasonable choices. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want on a face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's good to, good to be back. Oh, well, uh. Business. Gotta gotta remember where I was going. Um go to Apple Podcast, give us a five star review. We we would appreciate that. Right now? Yeah, right now. Take out your phone. Oh, While you're driving, take your yeah, phone out. Go ahead, it'd be fine. Yeah, you're don't, safe, don't do that. Probably. Don't do that. The pa- <laughs> the patriotic <laughs> preachers do not condone texting and driving. Pull Allegedly. over <laughs> pull over. Like it's a cardigan. <laughs> a little dad joke. You don't want to die not just a pull- to reply. <laughs> It's not a pullover. Don't text and drive. It's not a pullover, just a cardigan. Y'all miss my my commercial. You don't want to die just to reply. Oh, that's good. good. That that comes from the the police officer in you. Click (laughs) click it or ticket, you know, come up with all the really good. Clank it or dank it. um, Drive sober or get pulled over, you know, all the really good. Cardigan. William Shakespeare esque rhymes. My out there. favorite, my favorite rhyme in law enforcement is "Don't be a crackhead." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's my favorite one. So Love much it. wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Anyway, I think that's done with the business tonight. I can't even remember where I was going with it. But it was TJ, right. TJ's IQ is like dropping. Yeah. Oh, he, he, just, yeah. he did not know what like he was getting into. What the world? If I was not special before. <laughs> 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 if you pull your IQ up like your credit score, you can see it fall in real time. <laughs> you want to drop <laughs> if, uh, if, if you if you were to if we were to record, you know what we're doing right now with video, you'd see TJ kind of going back and forth. And back what's and forth. He's trying to jump in? He's double dutching. What's scary to, to me though is we're. Midget Pretty clowns. smart. Well, those two. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, but this this represents 
smart people. Oh man, we're just being silly. That's, yeah, this is normal for a lot. You know, this yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Pop says I resemble yeah. that. Everybody needs a yes man. Yeah, yeah. I I got a call today from a customer sure. who was trying to tell me about electrical terminal connection. Up. Oh. Hold on. Oh. This, that what, might be why my mic was. Oh, there we go. That might be why my mic was acting up the other day. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna buy a new mic. Hmm. Anyway, so cordless. I think mine's put in back this, back this. It was put in backwards. Yeah. This yeah. is to the point I was making. He was calling electrical connections stabs. Mm. He said, you know them stabs on there? No. I don't know. That was really loud truck that just went down. <laughs> it sounded like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a trumpet. <laughs> Seal judgments come first. <laughs> he got them out of order. <laughs> Start opening vials on us. <laughs> little fundamentalist humor there for yeah. Pre-trib. There you go, Angeli. Yeah, got we'll you talk in there. about the rapture. All right. Well, now that we have the uh, fun stuff out of the way, uh, tonight we're going to talk about... Let's get to the boring stuff. <laughs> yeah, for, for this episode, we're going to talk about... Kind of decent that we've started, this, started it out this way. We're going to talk about avoiding burnout. Um, all four of us here... Uh, our preachers, all four of us here, serve in some capacity. So before we get into that, y'all know about me, uh, Pop, and Cody. Brother TJ, tell us a little bit about where you go to church, where you're from, how, how you were active in your church. So uh, I go to Truth Baptist Church in Bremen, Georgia, and um, I guess I was uh, 16 years old, and, and that's whenever I started serving the Lord and, and uh, being able to uh, preach for Him is feeling the call in my life, but... Uh, before then was saved just eight years old. And you can kind of relate probably, Mike, of there's not a whole lot, of course, you can get into, um, you know, before eight years old. So. Right. Not without getting a hair beat off of you. Yes, that's exactly, exactly right. right. And Dad was really good at that. So, um, but with that being the case, uh, just trying to kind of learn everything and, and realize uh, you're not so great um, yeah. is doing the majority of your sinning even after you've been saved, and it yeah. doesn't make sense. You it's, know. it's hard to... But um, God saved me from not really what I've done, but from who I am yeah. or who I was. And uh, so to learn how to do that was difficult in my mind, uh, but God's always good and uh, gave me a place to serve, people to love, people that love me, and uh, that's home there at, at Truth and Bremen. Amen. I love his voice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, good. I'm for real. I mean, good, dude. good radio yeah. voice, podcast voice. Yeah. When Man. you talked, I felt like I was holding a big beanie baby. Yeah. <laughs> if I would have had a lighter, you can download the app for the lighter. Yeah. I mean, cool. It was really, a good I, radio voice. It was a good voice. When he came and preached at our church, uh-huh. I said that day, he is, um, he's got a voice of a pulpiteer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. For he sure. had a statesman and, kind and, of and voice. Adrian yeah. Rogers, yeah, yeah, yeah. captivating right. voice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a good yeah. voice. That's not something you can you can have. You can't get one if you don't have one. No, see yeah. me. I you know yeah. I, get, I get real squealy. <laughs> time to change. Yeah, uh, I've I've never exited that stage of my life. And uh, brother TJ got a double dose of what 
you know, yeah. when it ends. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great voice. If um, I could just pair my voice then, maybe, with how Caleb Wilson says the gospel. <laughs> yes. he, does. he does say it. The gospel. We're here good. in Papua New Guinea to preach. <laughs> <laughs> the gospel. Papua New Guinea. That's exactly how I said it. Mama New Guinea ran off and left him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if we had guinea hens when I was a kid, I'd run all over the place. Papua guinea hens and Mama guinea hens and... <laughs> Um, one thing about uh, where Brother TJ goes to church, love Brother Toby. Love Brother Toby. I, I don't even know him. Uh, well, I know him now, but when I first met him, he didn't know me from Adam. He talked to me like he knew me. And I, I appreciate that about about preachers, especially when you're a young preacher and the, the pastor of a church, one of the big names that you've heard of, is in the room, and then they look at you like you matter. They talk to you like you matter even though you're 17, 18, 19 years old and you've been preaching maybe maybe at the most, uh, s- some folks, six months, me at the time, I'd been preaching probably about two or three years and I, didn't, I, still, I still now don't know anything I'm ever learning. But uh, he treated me like I was on his level. And uh, I appreciate that about Brother Toby. And every time I talk about him and uh, people ask uh, about preachers who have really uh, helped me and influenced me, I, I'm not talk to him enough to gain any wisdom from him but in that interaction i gained more wisdom uh, on how to treat people than anything probably he could he could say on how to treat people and i appreciate that uh, being a preacher is a lot like being a policeman what i tell my guys as they get promoted through the ranks they'll they'll come and say i don't i don't know anything about being a sergeant or I don't know anything about being a lieutenant, and this is what I always tell them. Be the sergeant that you always wanted. Yeah. Be the lieutenant that you always wanted. Same thing with pastoring. When God calls you into whatever ministry it's going to be, be what you always wanted to see or have in that particular position. If it's a missionary, then be what your heart would say a missionary is. If it's a pastor, be what what you always wanted in a pastor. And uh, I don't you do, think you, you do that with parenting. Yeah. I mean, you you look at your parents and realize the incredible things they do, and then you kind of look back also and realize some things. Yeah, I, I might have done that just a little bit different. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's not while you're the child, it's not your place to tell them in the moment. Right. You know, but uh, when you you grow older, uh, you figure out you know some things maybe you would change. Sure. And I think that is fantastic advice, especially whenever it comes to the place of ministry. Um, you you definitely can look back and see some things that some folks have done wrong, yeah. and uh, it's just unequivocal. You know that that was wrong. Obviously, you don't do that. Yeah, I mean that's how you solve that problem. Amen. That's exactly right. So you you're ahead of the game. Yeah, and there's nothing perfect not parent done wrong. right there. That's right. Hey, boy, yeah, what you I've, uh, I mean, hey, no no complaints. <laughs> no no, I'm telling no no, no, no complaints. <laughs> but TJ will talk. We'll talk. No Sidebar. Complaints. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, with, with with that being said, talking about the ministry. Um, Pop, you've been in the ministry, and this we could we could get into a tangent on full time, part time. There's there should not be such a thing as part time ministry. Follow me. It's just it is uh, if you're working a full time job and you're in the ministry, you're full time in the ministry and you're full time in work. And if God so blesses you that you are able to be what we would consider a full time pastor or full time evangelist or full time missionary, that's that's phenomenal. But don't. There's one that I like better. What? Bible uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm uh, living on faith. Living oh, yeah. on faith. Yeah. Like yeah. you're like you're not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I'm I mean, living. Well, you got you got a you got a job and everything. I I'm 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 actually living living by faith. Oh well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So so <laughs> unlike <laughs> myself. So just to <laughs> so just to cover cover that, we should all live by faith. We we all have our ministry should be a full time thing. If you if you're going into church on Sunday, and all you think about on Sunday is mis- is ministry, but then Monday you don't have that on your mind. Yeah, you need to fix that. So you need to be a full time, be in the be full time in your ministry. Uh, but f- so we're going to talk about avoiding burnout. How do you how do you avoid just getting tired of it all? How do you avoid? You got to select. You got to select the right tires. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's right. Get oh, them, get them uh, white, sorry. slick ones. Want, yeah, Where different topic. Drive, sorry, drive different burners. <laughs> Avoid puddles of of Clorox. <laughs> you don't want to be around those. Right. If you if you want to avoid a burnout, yeah, right, yeah. But, but different burnout. I, okay. Yeah. How 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 do we avoid burnout? Pop, you've been uh, serving how how long? Been preaching and in the ministry how long? Uh, Twenty nine years. Twenty nine. Mm. In in different chunks, about thirteen. Okay, I've been preaching. This year will be eleven, but I've been like serving in a ministry type capacity since twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Uh, I could I can't remember if it was twelve or thirteen, but twenty thirteen. Um, and then officially in the roles that I now have with with titles officially for about three or four years. Brother TJ, how long have you been? In September will be eight years. Eight years. So, um, got some time in 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 the room. You know, obviously more so here than than on this side of the table. But um, time invested is time invested, regardless. You know, and it, it's about the quality because you could have thirty five, forty, fifty, sixty years invested, and it's the quality of the time right. is is of none effect to Brother TJ's eight years. Mm-hmm. And if his quality is better, that's what God's going to be pleased with. Um, and I got I'm, one I'm real thankful good point for that. But, on uh, burnout because I did it. Yeah. So so let's talk about that. How how do you avoid burnout? Because it is it's something. It's one of those things that is coming. You know, you're you're going to feel it at some point. You're going to feel uh, claustrophobic. You're going to feel like I'm like you're trapped or that you're just tired. Well, first of all, uh, we need to say well, you need to have a ministry. You can't be burnt out on the ministry. Without first having started serving, so uh, uh, I'm just tired. You don't do nothing. That's like I, I thought. I thought about the the uh, the the illustration from your message last night. Alyssa's already already ready to retire six months into working. Yeah, yeah. You you have to you have to have put some some time in it, brother Cody. Go ahead and give it to you uh, on this topic. Well, we were we were doing a whole lot in our late teens and and early twenties up till about twenty five. And we were super involved, and then we we got out of church for about five years, and it just it just didn't happen overnight. But I think one of the probably the biggest looking back stupidness of our mindset, and I think a lot of a lot of people think this way. We thought because we had we had stayed pure, mm-hmm. we had married the right one, we had stayed in church every time the doors was open, we were as active as you could be that we were earning some kind of brownie points and that, you know, God was supposed to do X, Y, and Z. I don't know that I ever really put all them pieces together to make that thought in my head, but that was underlying, you know, you're, you're doing stuff for the wrong reason. 
and you don't even feel like you're doing it for the wrong reason because you in the moment if you'd asked me i'd say oh you were doing it for for the lord but you wasn't yeah because when stuff don't start working when you start not you have infertility that's one thing we struggle with and job issues and all that stuff then you start feeling like if you're not careful well what's the point Mm -hmm. well it's what you preached two sunday nights ago it's the process yeah you don't do it because it's it's not it's not a formula Mm -hmm. god don't say serve me and everything's gonna be right and it's real it it, i think back i'm like well well, duh i mean half the bible tells you that no all kind of messages tell you that that the whole book of job tells you that but you just we couldn't see it we thought we we did all this stuff we're supposed to do and we're just gonna have this happy life and we do have one now but you know in the moment it's hard to see that your life's not over at 25 you still got a lot of stuff that can happen and change but there's a, a lot of younger couples that struggle with the exact same thing we struggle with yep. struggle with other things that are related to that and it's just it's a stressful time in your in your 20s and now we've got a lot of kids who aren't finding their their soulmate till they're in their 30s and i know that's that's tough for a lot i see a lot of them that struggle with that but you're doing it for the wrong reason right and if you can if you can ever get the thirty thousand foot view it helps a whole lot because your 20s go by, your 30s go by. Life, you don't have to have it all nailed down when you're 24. You know, mm-hmm. you, and you shouldn't expect that. That's an anomaly. Yeah. So that was really just looking back. I think we were just, we were doing a, a lot of that's going to burn up. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad because we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. But it's going to burn up. Your quality of what you're doing don't matter. It's mm-hmm. it's the why behind what you're that's doing. Right. So I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose a whole lot on the on the beam of seat judgment over just doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. So that was one, and I guess you call that burnout. Then the second thing, the only other thing I think jumps in my mind is it makes it easier to not get burned out if you can labor with folks that you enjoy laboring with. Amen. But that's not a guarantee because you might be on the mission field by yourself. Sure. But it sure does help. Well, at the same time, you may be, um, you may be appreciating and, and loving who you're working with but uh, something gets wrong in inside you between you and god and uh, they become annoying yeah you know um i've had i've had that happen you know where it's it's it's, it's my problem but somebody becomes annoying and i look at them and that's what they're they, everything that i would be glad uh that god's blessing or what they're doing or whatever um, immediately becomes annoying because I've something's wrong mm-hmm. with me, uh, and so there is that. So just because you're serving with somebody who you might consider uh, a friend or that you appreciate, I mean, th- think about think about your wife. Who who better to serve with for you than Miss Emily? Yeah. But uh, you get annoyed with her. Yeah. But and most of the time, it's not anything she's done. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes, but yeah, most pretty but, rare. But, but most of the time, it's something. Yeah, that's going on with you. It's like, are you okay? Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> so, uh, pop the uh, any any time in your in your ministry where you have uh, felt this this uh, burnout feeling. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of causes for it. The number one cause for burnout is sin. Yeah. And and you can you can label that under whatever category you want sure. in in this. The, the realm of sin, but it's it's either pride 
or it's a preconceived notion that you might have uh-huh. that God is supposed to do with you, uh, for you. Right. Um, that's the that's the thing that you have to constantly keep a check on. I'm I'm reminded of what David said um, in Psalms 139: "Search my heart, try my thoughts, mm-hmm. and see if there be any wicked way in me." And that has to be done on a regular basis, like what you preached last night. Um, you got to keep up with the profit and the loss, yeah. you know, and, uh, that's, there's a lot of other things that we can talk about and we will talk about it yeah. during this episode, but, uh, just to kind of jump out with, with the first thing and mm-hmm. that, that is sin. Yeah. Um, I've found myself through the years, um, Ooh, sorry, brother Cody is working on his equipment. Sorry, this microphone's about to give up the ghost. Yeah, um, but that's that's the number one thing, uh, and and we'll talk about other yeah. other aspects of that one point. Sure. Um, just the the everyday grind, mm-hmm. you know. Um, in law enforcement, I I tell my guys um, every three to five years. Uh, it just depends on that person, and you'll get in that. You'll get in that. It's, it's almost like a routine. If it, if you're a three year guy, every three years you're going to go through something. If you're yeah. a five year guy, every five years you're going to go through something. Um, I have not experienced that at Heritage. Um, I experienced that at Mount Calvary mm-hmm. because I had this preconceived notion of what I was supposed to be, where I was supposed to be. Right. Early years of ministry was really hard. Because I was looking at my peers and I was saying, well, I need to be where they are. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's tough. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, I preached a message one time where the servant of Abraham said, I being in the way, the Lord led me. And I preached a series on being in the way and things that can get in the way. Um, and the last thing that I talked about was the way, mm-hmm. getting in the way. Just like what you said a moment ago. Uh, when the ministry becomes a machine, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you read behind Ian Bounds, Ian Bounds talks a lot about the machine, the mechanics mm-hmm. of religion. When religion gets it, when, when when you allow religion to creep in, and it's all under this umbrella of sin. Sure. When you allow religion to creep into your ministry, burnout's coming. Yeah. You're, you're just about you. You're on your way out at that particular point. You right. just don't know it yet, brother TJ. In, in general thoughts. Absolutely. You mentioned, uh, brother Derek, even the idea of of some burnout even coming from comparison, comparing yourself where you are right now and where someone else is. It, yeah. it tells us that a lot of the reason for burnout is going to be in your mind. Yeah. Um, obviously, we we fight a warfare and there's a battlefield and that's between our ears. Um, yeah. But the Bible does tell us, and and First uh, Peter it tells us to gird up the loins of your mind. Yeah. And uh, of course, we can go deep and talk about what gird up means and how it you know is a kind of a military term of taking care of of uh, what they wore. Obviously, we look at the Bible with a Western view. We we yeah. need to be. We need to learn how to look at the Bible from an Eastern view and what they wore, those six different garments and things, to be able to get themselves ready for battle. But that's what God tells us to do in our mind. So God tells us burnout's coming. Yeah. God, God gives us the instruction manual and lets us know that, 
you know, there are some things that we have to do to prepare ourselves, and and um, the reason for burnout, in my opinion, is not heeding the instructions. Yeah, um, it goes yourself, all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Absolutely, for sure. It's really, things <coughs> got burned out That's doing exactly what they supposed right. to be for doing, sure. and just oh, let's try this. Burnout is definitely it's a direct result of sin. Um, we yes. we we work by the sweat of our brow because of the curse. Sure, yeah, sure. And, and as the Bible tells us all these things, gird up, and it tells us to speak to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, and then it tells us to endure hardness as a good soldier. I mean, over and over and over, it gives us this uh, way out, this um, plan of action to, to beat the burnout, but yet for some reason, as child of God, we uh, tend to ignore some of those things. Sure. And uh, that's our carnality creeping through, made out of the dust of the earth, just like Adam. Yeah. And so if we know it goes all the way back to the garden, then we should realize that it lives in us today. Yeah. The, the thing the thing about burnout is this, that sin creeps in so, so subtly, and we know that from the book of Genesis, how the devil worked in the, the mind and in the heart of Eve. The Lord Jesus deals with a young man in the book of Matthew, chapter number 19. The Bible um, gives us this story and I don't know who titled it this, but they they titled it the rich young ruler, and um, he he comes to the Lord and he's he's asking really good questions. You know what what must I do to inherit eternal life? Uh, and that's what anybody on the side on the law side of life. What what do I have to do to be saved? Well, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, it's paid for, and uh, so the Lord began to deal with him and. Um, he deals with him in such a way of the commandments. And so this young man says, well, I've kept all those for my youth up. And the Lord then deals with the problem at hand. Yeah. Uh, he said, okay, take everything you have, sell it and give it to the poor and, and then follow me. And the Bible says that he went away sorrowing because he had great possessions. And Jesus turned and looked and he told his disciples, he gives them this, this, uh, this phrase that I, I hear a lot of people talk about in debate, where he says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to go to heaven. What's impossible with man sure. is impossible with God, uh, or is possible with God. And and people say, well, that the only way that a rich man can be saved is if well, that's the only way anybody can be saved mm-hmm. is if God does right. what what he has to do. But um, the thing that I, that that's in my mind right now, Peter mm-hmm. looks at the Lord and he says, okay, we give everything we have. We don't have anything. Yeah, what do we get? What shall we have there right. for? And the Lord begins, he gives them the parable yeah. of the, the, um, the, the, um, the owner of a field going out and hiring, mm-hmm. right? Um, Peter was comparing himself to the wrong people, you know? I can't compare myself. It, this this used to bother me um, when my peers would be able to go out and preach, and I didn't get called. Mm-hmm. That that bothered me as a young preacher. You yeah. know, I was like, "What's wrong with me? Why 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 are they not calling me?" And um, if you're not careful, you'll begin to compare yourself to your peers. Well. That's not what God's going to do. He's not going to. He's not going to look at you and go, "Okay, you lined up with Cody Yarbrough, pretty good." You, 
God's going to look at you and he's going to see how you compare to him. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, again, another thing that can cause you to get in a stage of being burnt out with the ministry is when you think you've been shortchanged, you know, all right, I've done all of this and, um, what do I get? Yeah. Yeah. God looks like I've been shortchanged here. I didn't get anything. Yeah. Um, so just be careful when, when dealing with the ministry, Here's the here's the thing that we have to keep in mind. It doesn't belong to us. Yeah. Amen. The ministry is not ours. It's his. And he can do with it whatever he wants to do. I heard Charles Spurgeon somebody said that he wrote this down. I haven't read it with my own eyes, but I've I've heard it from several different people that have read it. They said Charles Spurgeon said at one point in time in his life that he had never adorned a pulpit where somebody had not been converted. That's wild that's that's absolutely unbelievable yeah but there was a time in my life there was a there was a couple of years span there when that was the same thing yeah god taught me a lesson in the book of nehemiah and i'm gonna i'm gonna quit talking let you guys talk god taught me a lesson in the book of nehemiah nehemiah was the king's cupbearer right uh artaxerxes Mm -hmm. the god king very very ruthless king and nehemiah was planted there by god i believe that with all of my heart he was doing a good work because he was standing between artaxerxes and the jews mm-hmm. right artaxerxes father xerxes was on the brink of annihilating the jewish nation because of haman right darius no xerxes thought it was Darius. No, 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 no. no. In Esther. Yeah. Xerxes. It's, just, it's the same same Xerxes, though, I thought. Mm-mm. Okay. Father. Okay. And so, Xerxes and then Artaxerxes. Right. Okay. Xerxes. Okay. So um, he's doing a good thing. He's doing a good work for a long time, a couple of decades. He's there, mm-hmm. and he's he's holding the king uh, at bay, basically. He is uh, he's there to, to, if need be, to mediate. So... Somebody comes and tells him about the walls of Jerusalem. He knows that the temple's been rebuilt. Ezra does that several years before. So uh, he's sorrowful. Artaxerxes looks at him and says, why are you so sad? Well, he said, well, you'd be sad too mm-hmm. if the walls of your city were in, in ruins. And uh, he said, basically, what do you want me to do? And he says, let me go. And rebuild the walls of my city. And I will come back. When I'm done, I'll mm-hmm. come back. And so he did. He gave him that opportunity. So here, here's here's the lesson, guys. He's doing a good work. He leaves. And then when he's on that wall and uh, Sanballat tells him to come down, he said, I can't come down. I'm doing not a good work. Great. I'm doing a great work. Right. Right. So he goes from doing a good work to doing a great work, but then when it's over with, he goes back to doing a good work. Amen. If you're not careful, seasons will change in your ministry. And if you're not careful, you go from the good work to a great work, Yeah. back to a good work, you may get out of the work completely Yeah. because you think you've been shortchanged. God, you used to use me. What happened? Well, 
nothing happened. Right. I'm still using you. I'm just using you in a different way. Yeah. I I think uh in in the same realm as that what you're what you're really getting at what we're we're talking about it being a sin problem. And so the root issue of that would be pride. Pride. You know, God, I think you owe me this or mm-hmm. why isn't this going this particular way? But uh, if you were to take that same issue, pride, and put it in a, just take it and put it in a different form, and you have, you do this, and you do this, and you do this, and you have all these things that you do, and um, there's, well, and somebody may say, well, why won't you relinquish some of that? Why don't you let somebody else do this? You may say, well, there's nobody else that'll do it. Nobody else can do it. I'm the I'm I it and so nobody will do it like I do it right nobody will do it like I do nobody it. will love them like I love them. right and so and it may be it may be the case it may be that there's nobody there to do it and and you and we 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 preach behind pulpits all the time we do it at Heritage I'm sure that it happens at at Truth where somebody will get up and say why don't y'all why don't y'all do something we need people to do something yeah. And then nobody nobody comes and does it. Happens there at Mount Calvary too, doesn't it, Brother Jonathan? Yeah. Brother Jonathan has just walked in. We're going to let him in just a moment. I'm going I'm to swing my mic to him and let He's him He's the comment. fifth man in the fire. But, uh, <laughs> but some, and, and so, like I said, sometimes that might be the case. That nobody is willing to step up. But how many times have, there have been times in my life where I wasn't looking for something to do. I had something to do. I wasn't looking for anything to do. And somebody laid something in my lap. And I feel like we've gotten away from this idea of laying something in somebody's lap because it won't hurt nobody's feelings or, um, well, they weren't looking for nothing, so I'm not going to. So I, I understand that. But when we get to the point where it's all on me and I'm doing it all and we get it in our minds that if I left this church, it all fall apart. That pride follows you. And now you're not doing it in the strength of the Lord anymore. And it may be that you're the only one that can do it. There's nobody else there to do it. But once you get into the into the mindset of, I'm doing this, and it's not God doing it through me, yeah. burnout is coming. It it's right around the corner. And so pride, right there in the same, it's the same sin, just in a different mindset. You it, it it might not be that you're that you're saying, well, God, why, where's the payoff? It might be that somebody's trying to come and and help they want something but no i'm not gonna give that away well preachers have a real problem with understanding giving responsibility and not relinquishing authority delegating pastors pastors get it in their mind um the ones that have a problem with this they get in their mind i'm the pastor well yeah you're the pastor i'm not asking you for authority i just want to take some of that responsibility off of you you got all the authority right tell me how you want it done just let me do it jonathan we're talking about um we're talking about being burnt out what happens in a ministry what might cause you to get burnt out i i just want to get your your thoughts on this has that ever happened to you in your ministry there's a <clears throat> there's been plenty of times where it would have been easy to quit um because, I mean, you, you think about it, you, you try to do, and, and you've said this before, Brother Derek, I've heard you. Um, we live our lives 
sadly a lot of times 80 percent in the flesh yeah and 20 percent in the spirit that's right and uh buddy that's that's a recipe um for getting out really quick and uh getting burnt out in the ministry um as far as just the mindset that brother mike always gave you know need seen assignment given yeah amen. getting back to that you know if there's something that you see in your church that needs to be done just do it amen um, don't wait around for somebody to to say something sure um there's been things that's been laid on my lap like you said that uh it just you know hey let's let's go do this yes yeah, so, um, somebody's got to do it yeah but there's been other things where i've just had to ask hey Amen. can i help right here i asked brother ricky if i could lead the singing yeah and uh that may be vain i'm, I'm not a very good singer but i just i wanted to take something off of him he yeah. was leading the singing why is the pastor leading the singing of the church Amen. when he should be sitting there on the front row being able to get his thoughts together and moderate and be able to follow God for the service. Amen. And uh, so you, you know, you, you just got to find that, find that balance, and you know, just I, I guess I just want to say, just do it. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, some 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 ways we'll we'll go around and and finish it up like this. We talked about burnout and and how it comes and the some of the reasons for it. Um, but how might one prevent said burnout um well first of all keep a short account because we've already established that most of the time burnout is a sin problem so keep a short account make sure that you're prayed up make sure that you read up make sure that you are in church forsake not the assembling of thyself together as the manner of some is uh so keep keep that keep the processes not don't be so results oriented um to still brother tj i stole that uh that phrase from a lost man, Nick Saban. I preached a message on the process, Brother Jonathan. It's a pretty good message, but, too. But uh, <laughs> it, he, he makes sense. He's won seven national championships, and he does so because he's not results-oriented. We won the game today. I don't care. I'm not, not about the result, about the process. This game was just one step in the process. That message you preached in what I last night, they mm-hmm. go perfectly together. They do. Because day to day you have to forget about mm-hmm. the the result. Yeah. Because if you if you think about it too much, you might not see the result That's and right. you give up, you get burned out. But it, at points you do yep. need to see if you're doing it right. The part of the process is looking and seeing what am I doing right, what am I doing wrong. That's right. It's you can't. Saban wouldn't do that if he hadn't won the seven. Right. So he knows he's yeah. won the seven. He wouldn't. Yeah. He he wouldn't. He would change the process. He looks at the end of the practice. Yeah. At the end of that day, at the end of that week, and says, "Okay, what do we need to change? What do we need?" And that's what we need to do as born again believers. And so, part of part of that though is having some people who will keep you accountable. And that's partly why we do this, Brother TJ, and I appreciate you for coming and, and, and being a part of this. But me and Cody were talking one day, and he said something about wanting to start a podcast. And I said, I've been wanting to start one too. And uh, I, before he could change his mind, I went and spent some money on some podcast equipment. <laughs> and uh, I got it in, and we started this. And it's become uh, a weekly safe haven uh, because you – yeah, for for about an hour and a half, two hours, however long we decide to record that night, everything is kind of off the shoulders. The business is kind of off the shoulders. The the, the church is kind of off the shoulders, and we talk. Um, when Brother Jonathan comes, he he's part of it. Brother Caleb, he'll come, and and we can we can just kind of unload for a little bit and and strengthen each other by talking about the Bible or just being silly. A, a lot of what we do is just silliness. 
we don't even record 90% of what we say. And you saw that just a second ago. A lot of it is just us talking. And so that fellowship, um, that yeah. really helps. You need you need fellowship with, with the Lord Jesus. So keep that reading and keep that praying and keep that going to church. But part of that going to church is also fellowshipping with like-minded believers. And you Amen. need to keep that more than just... It's a, lot a Sunday easy, a week. It's a lot easier to work in a field if there's five or six people sure. out there with you. But if you're the only person in that row of turnips, <laughs> yeah, that's a lonely row of turnips. It, you, know. it, it, you, you look at it and go, there's no, there's no way in the world that I'm going to get this whole field. It's frustrating. And then you pack it up and go to the house. It's very frustrating because I know all of these. I don't know your church, Brother TJ, but I, I know the churches I've been part of in this area. It's like you've got, and it's, it's the same families. And it's then their them families raise their kids, and then it's them doing it. And then them kids will grow up, and they'll raise kids, and then it'll still be them. Same last name, doing yeah. everything. Yeah. And then then you get up, and I mean, just about call them out by name, and and they sit there and look at you like not a log. Just I mean, just N- nod their head, just go, something Amen. like I mean the the simplest thing that would take a grand total of thirty minutes out of your whole year. You can't do it. <laughs> okay, ain't gonna do it. It's just like I don't I don't understand that yeah. because you've got some people who want to do so much, and what bothers me is a lot of them folks are stepping off the scene. Miss Bonnie's are stepping off the scene, and we've got Sunday school teachers who, although they don't have any need to stop teaching Sunday school, they're mm-hmm. they're awesome at it. But they're on up in years, and it would be nice if they could come and enjoy yeah. handing the torch off to somebody and thinking, man, you know, I'm I'm leaving it in good hands. But I don't know that they have that feeling yeah. because there's there's not enough of somebody's and I don't know maybe it's gonna be like this till we all get raptured out. Yeah. But well, I'll, I'll say this and I get your thoughts on this and we'll we'll wrap it up this way. But I think and I've said this for a long time, brother Jonathan. Me and you've had this conversation several times. I think and, and pop, you just nod your head. You you're not on a microphone. We're gonna buy a bigger board that way we can seat eight people. Uh, <laughs> but anyhow. Um, one of the one of the problems I think that that our we were talking about it independent fundamental Baptist we are we are independent but when you talk about them as as a whole we we lack discipleship amen we lack training on that last night and um, we do a real good job preaching preaching folks and getting them saved but we we do a terrible job of training folks we do a terrible job of discipling folks and then when they leave the church whether it be by burnout or they never get the chance to be burnt out because they don't know what what the next step is, so they get they they just feel like they're not being used, and so they say, "What's the point?" And that is, I guess, that is burnout. They just we would say, well, "They they've been working six months, and they had the chance to get burnout." Well, yeah. they don't know what the next step is until you tell them what the next step is, and that is where the mega churches and even some cults mm-hmm. where they thrive, where they thrive, and where their wheelhouse is is discipleship. Amen. And until we get to the point where. But then understanding that it's an individual choice, but until we get to the point where we value discipleship and it's part of that getting in and plowing and discipleship is part of the process, having you, the coach can't be the only one getting on everybody. Can't be, can't just be the pastor. You know we need we need some of them some of the seniors on the team, some of the captains to step up and say, hey, you're not doing your job. Get up here. That's I mean, part of the process too. And so, have if, to teach. That's right. That's exactly right. One thing I've noticed in the scripture, especially in the New Testament, obviously, is every Timothy 
That is, every young Christian needs a Paul. Amen. But what we fail to realize is every Paul needs a Timothy. Yeah. Amen. You, you need somebody to mentor. Absolutely. You need Amen. someone that... Every mentor needs a mentee. Yes. It's a chain. Yeah. And if you, you, you don't have that, like that's the, obviously got got one right there. But yeah. then he has people that, you know, one of his mentors is currently 10 minutes that way going through a real bad time. Yeah. And he has to be able to fall back. Dead microphone. I hate. got the devils in all sound systems. I'm telling you. <laughs> but yeah, but but you look at Joshua. He didn't have anybody to mentor, and we entered the period of the judges. Mm-hmm. You look at Elisha, and he was mentoring Gehazi, but Gehazi didn't want it. He he just he was not he 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 threw his fingers up, said deuces, I'm out of here. This is not <laughs> this is not what originals. I want. That's right. That's the original uh, <laughs> Masoretic text. Masoretic text. He said deuces, Elisha. And he we'll got see out of y'all. there. See y'all. <laughs> um, don't call. Um, so there, there is a there's a danger that yes, yeah, sure. So the the person that you might be mentoring might not take it, but you can't be the one that decides. Oh well, they're, it's not going to stick with them. Pop. Would 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 anybody would have would have decided that a brand new, uh, right out of uh, right off the high of a of a youth camp. Youth camp religion. He comes in and he, and he he got it right. And now he's now he's a preacher and now he's got married to a preacher's daughter. Oh yeah, this is gonna stick. What 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 would they have said to you back then? I had people telling me during that time. I think you missed the call. I think God called you to teach, yeah. not preach. And so yeah, it, you you cannot if if you got your eyes on people. That's right. This this was the the hardest thing that I had to learn as a young Christian when I got saved and I got in church. I thought everybody in the church loved Jesus and was as on fire and excited as I was. didn't take me long to realize that the majority of independent Baptists are mossy backs yeah. and um, they go through the routine. Very few are trying to stay on fire and trying to do something for the Lord. Yeah. So the key to uh, avoiding burnout, run, run headlong to Jesus and uh, don't listen to people. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, and try to... Though we though we like to say to that's right. Though we like right. to say though we like to say stay away from folks. 40, you need uh you need good folks to surround yourself with. Get get some good godly friends to hold you accountable. Get you an Aaron and a herd that'll hold you up when you get weak, and not one that'll talk about you and stomp around you when you when you get down low and and ask you why in the world are you laying on the ground? Why why your arms are tired? Well, boo hoo! I've been in this longer than you, Mom. So what? Your arms. Take them folks and say, appreciate you, but I think I'm going to find somebody else that will help me rather than hurt me. And then just run headlong to the arms of Jesus because it's coming. Burnout's coming. It's inevitable. But we can avoid getting out. We can we can be strengthened in our lows if we'll allow Jesus to strengthen us. We appreciate you for listening to this episode of the Patriotic Preachers Podcast. Again, patriotic.gmail.com. Also, leave a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. I'm Michael Farr from Cody Auburn. Derek Farr, Jonathan Head, and TJ Cochran. Correct. Right.